This week on Rails End Mysteries, Agent Erickson is given a new assignment. Gwyneth Appleton is assigned a new friend. Aaron Aronson tries to put a happy face on a bad situation. And Avis Osborne just tries to stay out of trouble. So, Agent Erickson, you're on the first vacation you've had in six months of working at MIA without a single day off. You're up at a lake. What lake are you at? Uh, I'm up at Lake Malac, uh, fishing for some walleye. All right. When do you fish for walleye? Is that a fish you get up early in the morning to go look, go trying to catch? It's probably about midday. Okay. So you're getting up in the morning, the sun's coming up, and you're excited thinking about the walleye you're going to catch about midday. And uh, is Avis there with you? Yeah, probably somewhere. Not as interested in fishing, but enjoying the scenery and the outdoors and the quiet and, you know, not chasing monsters all the time. Okay. So, Avis, are you likely to be awake early in the morning? I kind of get the feeling, Agent Erickson, that, you know, if you're up there fishing, you might rise a little bit early. Uh, Would that be fair? Early bird gets the worm. Exactly, and maybe the walleye later. So, Avis, are you still asleep? Uh, probably not. Um, probably not doing a whole lot, but, you know, having that sort of lazy morning where you're just kind of awake, existing. Well, you're awake and existing, and Agent Erickson, you're doing your morning routine up at the lake when that teletype hidden under the floorboard of your van begins to clatter goes a rat-a-tat-tat, and that's the last damn thing you wanted to hear. (sighs) What do you do? Well, Well, first of all, we need to shuffle some stuff over so we can get to the teletype. It's like, holy buckets. And I just start uh, moving some of the floorboards uh, off of my tricked-out old van uh, and get to the teletype machine and kind of pull it out from, like, the frame of the van. Okay, you've got the teletype exposed. I uh, I set it down on the floor uh, of the okay. van, kind of standing uh, with the back gate open, and I start reading uh, the message that I... Okay. And the message is relatively short, but it's repeating, and it's labeled urgent at the top. And it says, attention, Agent Erickson. Immediate assignment. Infiltration. Report to District HQ at 1200 hours for additional briefing. Authorization, director. Holy buckets. <sighs> what do we got there? Uh, it looks like they're, uh, they're requesting us down at HQ. Um, looks like we're not going to get to fish today. Oof. Um, Welp. Let's start packing up the camp. Yeah, I guess we better get going down toward Minneapolis. No more vacation for us. Um, <sighs> any idea what they could be sending us out on? Says something about an infiltration. Um, more details uh, will be supplied at HQ. All right, then. I guess we'd better hurry. Okay. So I'll start okay. packing up... Uh, my van 
Um, I'll help. And then uh, once it's all packed up, I'll pull out onto uh, Highway 169, start going south towards uh, Minneapolis and Very HQ. Good. Very good. And we'll be there at 1,200 hours. Meanwhile, we're going to cut to uh, Gwyneth Appleton. So are you Gwyneth or are you Gwen? Gwyneth. Gwyneth. Okay. Gwyneth Appleton, you're waiting in a windowless room with a doors on opposing sides. The walls of this room are a pale blue, and over one of the doors, a heavy wooden door, there is, on the pale blue wall, a dark starburst. And you know from your time that that marks the door to your commandant. There are two uh, straight-backed dark wood chairs in the room aligned along one wall, um, but no one other than you is in the room. So you're uh, waiting there. What do you do? I'm going to fidget. Are you standing or are you sitting? I'm sitting, but I'm going to fidget in my chair. Okay. Um, Tell me a little bit about your... Uh, your sect, because this is an antechamber for your commandant of your sect. Tell me a little bit about your sect. About my sect? Yes. Um, and your mission. I mean, it's an old sect, right? Like, it's thousands of years old. We have lots of magical stuff. I've been trained in some magic-y stuff at the sect um, after I joined it, like, seven years ago. So I've been around for a bit. Um, now, there's plenty of people who've been around um, much longer than me, but... You know, medium rank, not not early anymore. Um, I also have been like decked out with like lots of technology, so I'm probably like paying, playing like Candy Crush on my phone or something as I'm sitting there. Um, it's the newest model of whatever Samsung phone um, it is. Uh, cool deal. Um, what else do you want? Well, why do? why do you why do you think uh, the commandant has summoned you? probably to give me some sort of assignment um but i also know that i'll be summoned when i get summoned so i may as well just enjoy my candy crush while i can okay so as you're standing around fidgeting and playing candy crush the outer door to the antechamber opens up and a member of your order comes in um with a firm grip on a man you haven't seen before. Um, Aaron Aronson, you're being drugged into the antechamber um, by the sect member. Are you cooperating? Are you resisting? How's this going for you? I'm cooperating. I'm trying to look like I'm in control of the situation, but obviously failing. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I like that. And this uh, sect member who's got a very firm grip on your bicep with their left hand um, and has a pistol in their right hand pointed sort of across her body at you, um, drags you in and sort of shoves you in front of Gwyneth and says to Gwyneth, initiate, by order of the commandant, I present to you this one for your use and service and if you so desire to protect. Okay. I what, reach. am I supposed to do something with him? 
or is, do I get to decide? He is yours to use. Excellent. She looks really happy about this. Okay. Aaron, how are you feeling here? I'm pretty... I'm, I'm shitting myself, but trying not to look like it. So I sort of reach <laughs> into my pocket and draw out a really trashy business card that says Aaron Aronson, magician and psychic extraordinaire. With like It's black with gold stars all over it. I sort of hand it to him, I'm like, with a hand that's strongly shaky, I'm like, here you go, Aaron Aronson, magician extraordinaire. <laughs> what At your sort service. of magician, Mr. Aaron Aronson? I, 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 I tour the country, I do stage shows, you've, you've probably seen me on the TV, I'm famous, everyone knows who I am, I'm, 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 I'm great at stuff. At this point, the sect member guard jerks Aaron and says to Gwyneth, do not listen to him. He is a thief. I mean, we're in a sect. The, the uh, guard is, sort of looks at you for a little bit and says, indeed, we serve all humanity as we have for time immemorial. And then the door to the Commandant's office opens. And um, the Commandant's assistant, who you, I assume you recognize the mm -hmm. Commandant's assistant, um, he uh, gestures for you to come into the office as he is stepping out of the office so that... Yeah. Okay. I step in. Okay. I leave Aaron Aronson outside. And so now, Aaron Aronson, you're in the antechamber with uh, the guard who escorted you and the Commandant's assistant, although I don't believe you know this is the Commandant's assistant. This is just someone who came from inside the, the other side of the door with the starburst burst over it, and uh, who is also heavily armed with a pistol that you can see visible and uh, what seems to be a dagger at the belt as well. So... Aaron, what do you do in this situation as you have two guards with you there? I tip my head in acknowledgement towards the guard that's just walked out and try and stand like I'm just waiting happily without a care in the world, but once again, still failing, sweat pouring down my face, visibly terrified. The guard spits on you. Rude? <laughs> Gross. I wipe it off and don't react. Probably a good policy. <laughs> and you just are, you two are just, well, you three are just stuck there, basically, glaring at one another. Um, the guards do not speak to you, and it sounds like you are not speaking to the guards. Yep. Okay. Then uh, we need to go into uh, the chamber with the commandant. Yep. The commandant is standing behind a... Uh, old, heavy wooden desk. Um, it looks dark and ancient, and uh, it's very, very clean. There's nothing on it at all. Um, the carpet on the floor is a deep blue, so dark it's almost black. And the curtains over the window are the same shade, and they're not letting in any light. Um, all the light comes from lamps that are set at the four corners of the room. And, you know, they're, you know, sort of cheery, but it's still a dark, gloomy room because of all the dark curtains and the dark mm -hmm. carpet. 
The walls, however, are again that pale blue color of your sect. And there are paintings of ancient cities on the walls. Um, do you recognize any of them, or you want me to tell you what I think they could be? Tell me what you think they could be. Okay, I think that these are paintings representing the history of your order. Um, there's a painting of its founding in Constantinople. Um, there's a painting depicting one of your order's first great victories that occurred in Timbuktu during the Mali Empire. There's a painting of your order in Paris trying to keep the supernatural terrors associated with the French Revolution at bay. Um, there's another painting of the order's victory over evil spirits during the Ming Dynasty's uh, governing in what was then called Peking. That seem reasonable? That seems eminently reasonable, yeah. Okay. And so, have you learned about these sorts of victories before in your time with the Order? Yes, it was part of my training. How long did your training last? A year. My A first year. year I was in training, and after that I started moving up the ranks. And you're now the rank of initiate? Yep. Meaning you've joined the Order? Yep. Very good. Um, the Commandant stands behind the desk and has uh, greeted you and says, Ah, Initiate Appleton, thank yes. you for, for reporting. We have important matters afoot. What would you like me to do? You have two missions, Appleton, if you choose to accept them. First, we have a great opportunity to win a convert from the governmental agency known as MIA. It will be your job to connect with an agent of MIA and to attempt to convert him to our order. Gwyneth nods. Okay. In addition to that, as you're working with this agent who we have arranged a rendezvous with, you will be investigating a disturbance that has occurred to the south of us in the Ozark mountain ranges. There seems to be trouble down there. You will be paired with this agent whom you're going to be attempting to convert to investigate the goings on down in the Ozark Hills. Do you, can you give me anything else about what's going on in these Ozark Hills or this agent I'm supposed to convert? The agent is John Erickson. He has worked for some amount of time at MIA. We have been contacted by him or someone acting on his apparent behalf, asking questions about our ancient order. We have arranged, in response to those messages, for you and he to be assigned on this mission together ostensibly so he may learn of our order and we may learn of his agency's work. And of course I am to give them no information about our work. Of course not, Initiate Appleton, of course not. He is not to be permitted to know of our secret work over the centuries. And more importantly, he is not to know of our more important and darker teachings that are used to protect humanity. Gwyneth nods with a smile. 
As for the going on in the Ozark Hills, well, there have long been stories and rumors of unnatural occurrences there of the sort that our order has been fighting for the millennia. We believe that it is important to have one of our order there on the ground so that we may have our eyes upon what is happening. I'm honored that you trust me with this. Indeed. To help you with this mission, we have given a recent, not entirely willing convert to our ways. The thief that is outside will assist you in your activities down in the Ozarks. He is not to be trusted, but I hope he will be useful. I think I can make him useful. Very good. We will provide you with the rendezvous information in this packet of information. He pulls open a drawer in his desk and hands you an envelope and reaches it across to you. I take it. Very good. And he says, thank you, Agent Appleton. Actually, you're Initiate Appleton. Initiate. <laughs> thank you, Initiate Appleton. Go well. I sort of like half bow and leave. Okay. Then back in the antechamber, you have Aaron Aronson and two guards. Whenever you come out, the Commandant's assistant returns to his office. Mm -hmm. um, but you and Aronson and the guard are there. What do you do now? Say so, Aronson. Yes? Um, looks like we're going on a trip together. Cool. <laughs> Great. So, we're going to need to get him outfitted. I look to the guards. Um, whatever equipment you deem necessary, we're being sent out. And the guard says, well, I have been instructed to assist you in this way, Initiate Appleton. Thank you. Do you require transportation? We do require transportation. Meanwhile, let's go back uh, to John Erickson uh, and Avis. So, uh, Agent Erickson, um, your MIA headquarters is located um, in a sort of dodgy strip mall type office building um, in the Minneapolis area. And there's a, you know, a parking lot from which you can just sort of barely see in the distance uh, Mall of America. Um, I'm curious for you, Agent Erickson, and you, Avis, um, how do you manage this meeting? Are you taking Avis in? Is she waiting in the van? How's this going? I'm going to say Avis probably doesn't want to go in there. Yeah, John, um, John will be like... kind of on the run, so, you know, I don't think we're going to just walking into headquarters. I, I don't think it's a it's a great idea for you to go into the headquarters considering we're trying to keep you off radar. So you can just uh, I'll stay... I'll hide in the back. Yeah, hide in the back. Um, I think uh, if you go uh, second panel from the back, um, there might be some hot dish in the floor still. Um, <laughs> it's it not very time, hot so anymore. That'd be good. Um, oh, that might be the Ludafisk. Uh, maybe it's the third panel mm. from the back. Uh, on the right side. It's the third. Yeah, it's definitely the third. 
as the I can yeah as the I vans the second one <laughs> uh, start smelling of Ludovic. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I'll go in, um, and I kind of collect. I put on my uh, my coveralls, uh, grab my very not suspicious all black hat, um, <laughs> and I start making my way into the secret esque tunnels that lead to HQ through this parking garage. Very good. And while you're on the way, Avis, you are. Sitting there in the van, eating uh, some of the grub, right? Yes, I'm, I'm having a lunch. It is noon, so exactly, it makes sense. Um, and in the distance, you see the Mall of America. Yes. And something about it is beginning to sort of glow in a green way. Oh. And like, like almost a green beam of light or something shooting out of it, you realize, even though it's the middle of the day and it's a, a, a bright, sunny day, you can still see this beam of green light shooting up. And then you see two birds, maybe, circling the light on either side. Um, and then as you're watching, flames start to erupt from the roof of the mall. What do you do? That can't be a good um, I run over to my belongings that are like on the other side of the van, um, and I don't have much, but I do have a old book that is like missing its front cover and has extra pages of n- notes shoved into it, um, and I sort of flip through it looking for a kind of blank page. There's not really a blank page in the whole thing, but I um, find a, a blank space and start scribbling down what I saw um, so I can reference it later. And I start trying to think of any way birds and flames and green light could be interpreted as something good. And I, I just try to write down everything I saw so that I can tell um, Agent Erickson when he comes back. Okay, and otherwise you're just sort of sitting there? Yeah, I mean... I don't want to just, like, run off toward the mall. That seems bad if I'm trying to keep a low profile. Somebody's going to notice that. Um, so, yeah, I just will wait. A little bit more concerned now about what they might be getting into. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, John, you're in the uh, director's office, or more particularly your you're standing outside the director's office. Um, what's your relationship been with your boss? Um, I've been uh, a pretty loyal agent throughout these past few years. I feel like we have a good working professional relationship. Um, there's a little bit of a animosity from the fact that I don't have any time off uh, and I don't get paid enough. So, like, I tolerate him as a boss, but I don't really like him as a person. Okay. Well, it is straight up noon, so do you just walk into the office or do you wait to be uh, summoned? I, uh, I'll go up to the door and I'll knock twice. Very good. The uh, director inside goes... Erickson, come in. I open up the door, step in. 
uh, hands and behind my back, kind of upright. Okay. Um, and in your director's office, there's beige walls, um, a sort of crummy-looking metal desk that's covered in chipped gray paint that's got cascading piles of paper all over it and old coffee stains both on the papers and on the uh, surface of the desk itself. And the agent, or your director, is sitting on the other side of the desk and just sort of growls at you and says, Erickson, sit down. You betcha. And I take a seat. Uh, Erickson. Uh, how's your weekend been going? Uh, well, I, I was up north uh, trying to catch some fish, visiting the old stomping grounds, you know? Uh-huh. Okay, well, great. Um, uh, look, Erickson, you know how we've uh, been approaching this... Uh, cult or sect or whatever it is thing for a while here, right? Uh, I believe so, yep. Yep, yep. well, our, our work, it, it finally paid off, and, um, well, that's where you come in. Um, we've been telling the cult thing people about those Ozark troubles, you know, that we've been watching, and, um, well, we've kind of had our computer boys uh, lead them, them the cult people, that is, to, uh, to believe that, well, that you want to join them. In fact, oh. we've, uh, oh, well, we, we've sent some emails to him on your behalf, and he pulls out, open a drawer, and takes out a printed out stack of emails. Is it on uh, fax paper? Well, no, this is on uh, just regular old printer paper. Okay. Um, however, um, as he hands these to you, you also see that he's got um, on the desk in one of the piles that's on top, meaning that it's more recent, um, mimeographed sheets of paper. Don't know if you young pups remember mimeograph machines. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. So mimeographs existed. There were sort of a uh, printing technology to create duplicates. It wasn't a straight-up photocopy. You had to create basically a blank to be able to print off multiple copies, and they would degrade over time. It was sort of like a version of printing press. Like this was a thing that was going out of style in the 1970s. But anyhow, you see this mimeograph, these mimeograph sheets there, and, um, you know, he waves the uh, emails at you, and... uh, you know, asks, so, uh, Erickson, you want to take a look at what you've been saying to this cult? Um, I mean, doesn't matter. You, you've already said it, and you can't take this with you because, um, uh, <clears throat> uh, top secret. Oof. Okay. Um, and I start uh, kind of rifling through the papers and glancing them over. All right, and you're reading these, and the first one says, Hi, happy star people. I'm Agent Erickson with MIA. I want to learn more about your glorious group. Then you read their reply, which is printed out as well, and it says, you are likely a scammer. Please go away. (laughs) Then the ostensible reply from you comes back, I'm not a scammer. 
I am delighted to help you in your important work. Please advise as to how I can meet you. And uh, it goes on and on and on like this for 30 pages of printouts until finally, finally, um, you know, things begin to soften up a little bit and you or someone emailing on your behalf um, has agreed to meet a representative of this sect at some place known as the Lazy G RV Park this very afternoon in uh, spot 43. This is some pretty good work, don't you know? Uh, well, sounds just like me. <laughs> yeah, you know, our, our tech fellows, they do a pretty good job, even though they haven't been to what you call that drama school or whatever it is kids think they want to do these days. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> they do pretty good. So uh, then he reaches down and he grabs those mimeograph sheets and says, uh, I've got your orders here in triplicate like we're supposed to have. Um, you'll need to <clears throat> initial all of these, of course. Um, you know, uh, it, it, and he notes the, you know, sort of waves at them and, you know, sort of looks a little bit um, aware that this is a dodgy old mimeograph as opposed to a technology that's, you know, been in, well, that is remotely modern. And he says, oh, copiers on the blitz again. Uh, <clears throat> good thing I never let those bastards throw away our mimeograph machine. <laughs> old technology is the best that's what you yeah. always say <laughs> that is what i always say erickson that's right and i'll i'll take them from him and start uh kind of flipping through uh my orders okay and your orders it's just a a whole bunch of uh form documents where you know very much fill in the blank sort of style um, you know, your order is just what the director described to uh, infiltrate unknown sect while investigating what is called the Ozark matter. So they don't even have like the name of the sect on these papers or anything? They do not. Okay. I like how my orders are in Mad Lib format. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so do you uh, sign them in triplicate then? Uh, right. I'll initial um, at the bottom of each one, signing off. Very good. Um, and then um, the director growls at you and says, good luck, Erickson. Now, <clears throat> get out of my office. Um, one, one question. Uh, where uh, is make it the, quick. The, the Lazy G, I don't have a, a GPS system. Uh, where, where might I find that? And I start pulling out, like, a big map. Okay. Um, and your director goes, <clears throat> don't know what kids these days are doing. Don't know where <clears throat> the best RV park in all the Twin Cities is. Um, here. And he writes down an address. And he puts a big circle on the map, more or less where the address is. Now, it also includes, you know, about a third of the county. So the circle doesn't really do you much good. Um, but you do have an address, and it's a, you, you think you recognize the, at least the road it's on. Okay. I'll fold up my map and uh, kind of take note of the address. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, and then I'll kind of like salute and walk out. 
and as you're offices. leaving, he says, oh, and Erickson, be aware, be ready for your uh, destination in the <clears throat> Ozarks to come in over teletype once you've made your rendezvous. Okay, uh, will do, sir. <laughs> kind of walk Great. out. <laughs> All right. Hello! You've made it through the first half of the first episode of Rails and Mysteries. I hope you're enjoying the story. If you are enjoying our adventures, perhaps you'd be interested in telling your own with the help of Orkin Elf Publishing. You can find our adventures on DriveThruRPG. The latest one is The Tallest Tower, so if you're looking for a classic opening act, give it a look. Now, back to the story. Let's go then to the car that is shuttling Gwyneth Appleton and Aaron Aronson to the Lazy G. Have you opened your envelope? Yes. Okay. I've not shared it with Aaron Aronson, though. That's good. Um, the orders in the envelope are to uh, meet with Agent Erickson of MIA and to proceed with him to a town called Rails End in the Missouri Ozarks. There to engage with any forces requiring subjugation. Sounds like a standard mission. And you have an addendum to the orders saying that Aaron Aronson has been commended into your custody and control. I nod. And you have a driver who's yeah. taking you there. I'm just and sort of lounging as I like read through the papers in the back, making sure Aaron Aronson can't read any of them. And there's a barrier between you and the front, you know, sort of like a, mm -hmm. a limo type setup here. Um, so you and Aaron are in the back seat. Yep. Aaron, or, or what are you doing for this ride? I'm attempting to f and failing at fishing for information about what's going on. Now, what are you? Who are you fishing just, from? I'm going to keep asking Gwyneth a lot of really unsubtle questions to try and figure things out. I'm like, so, uh, looking forward to the mission I see then? I look forward to all of my missions. Excellent. Is this one more than others on this one at all? Is it like bog standard mission? You know, like the usual ones we all do. All of my missions are an honor, and I will carry it out to the best of my ability. My excitement has nothing to do with it. Yeah, like, I'm oh. deadpanning. There is no emotion on my face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm, 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 I'm honoured as well. It's, it's such an honour to be here. It, it, it's great. I love it. Everything's cool. Gwyneth pauses. I, I throw a double looking, thumbs up. Yeah, Gwyneth pauses and looks into your eyes and says, you have no idea what an honour it is to serve in this way, and goes back to reading her, her papers. Cool, okay. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, your driver is arriving at the Lazy G, and it is a, well, it's an RV park that has seen better days. The G of the Lazy G looks actually lazy in that it's sort of tilting. The individual letters are, were cut out of wood and nailed to a larger sign and painted, and the G it's is like now tilting. It's... Yeah, it's uh, not quite upside down. Um, something caught it's it before. Reclining. It is exactly. It's a reclining G, and um, 
the driver pulls in and there's a little, you know, gate. Well, not much of a gate, but a little station at the front. And the proprietor of the Lazy G sort of whistles in seeing your uh, fancy car that the sect has provided and says, we don't see much like you around here. Where are you heading? And the driver says, I'm dropping these two off in spot 43. I believe it's been reserved. And the uh, you know, guard, the, the, the proprietor says, indeed it has, indeed it has. Good luck to you and waves you through. So what do you two do? The, the driver takes you there, drops you out, and departs. Are you two doing anything particularly while you're just waiting, standing in spot 43? I'm going over my gear. Okay, well, what, what's your gear? What is my gear? While she's trying to figure out if she has all her gear, Aaron, what are you doing? I'm, once again, still have no idea what's going on, so I'm going to try and fish for information again. So it's like, so how long are we going to be standing here exactly? Should I, like, find a seat somewhere? Should we, do you want to get a cup of tea from somewhere nearby? Like, we stand here until they get here. Cool. Cool, 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 I'm thrilled to meet them. Yeah, so I'm investigating, like, I'm inspecting my sniper rifle and concealing it. Yeah. You just pulled a sniper rifle in the middle of an RV Concealing the massive gun. Let's hide it again. Is it collapsible? What are you doing? Yes. Okay. But you got some kit. I have... A very fancy, high-tech, rare gun, and I just put it back, making like after a, making sure it assembles properly. Like a telescope. Yep, it's like <laughs> a telescope. It's the telescoping sniper rifle. Yep. <laughs> and while while she's doing that, to so try and stay and make it look like I'm equally cool and know what I'm doing, I take a small pistol out of my back pocket, look at it, and go nod, like poke it a little bit and then put it back. Gwyneth <laughs> looks at him and is like, do you actually know how to use that? I've read the I've read all the paperwork. It's not that hard. You point it at things you want dead and you pull the button. Just don't point it at things you don't want dead. It's simple. <laughs> Your bosses so said it was fine, so it must be. I sort of I pulled my pistol a bit tighter, not wanting her to take it away from me. Yeah. And I'm assuming that the uh, sect, as they were equipping you before you departed, gave you the smallest gun they could find. Exactly. It's like insultingly small. <laughs> uh, I just sort of shake my head and was like, oh, oh no. So, uh, uh, Initiate Appleton, as you're uh, waiting here, um, or are you keeping an eye on things at all? Or? Yes, I'm mostly keeping an eye on Aaron Aronson, but also trying to identify whoever I'm meeting with here. Before we actually pull up. Yes. Okay. Um, can you, this isn't technically a move. I hate to give you what is sort of like a skills check, but can you roll sharp for me and see? Read the situation. <laughs> That would be a six. So you don't notice anything. All right, but at least Aaron Aronson's not running away. So it's already failure. Experience time. Mark experience. 
So, uh, Aaron, are what are are you focused entirely on uh, your capture here, or are you scoping out the environment around you as well? <coughs> I'm basically just daydreaming. I reckon. Yeah, I, that nervous. makes a lot of sense. I, I, yeah, that makes. I've had a stressful day. I'm not really focused on very much. I'm just enjoying the quiet for a moment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, then. We should probably then cut back to John Erickson and Avis. Avis, what's your last name? Osborne. Avis Osborne. So, John Erickson and Avis Osborne. Um, you are in the van rolling towards where you think the lazy G is going to be. Um, is, is it a guys right discussing or a anything? left ahead? Uh, as I'm driving and kind of like trying to look over at the map at the same time. Uh, right or left? Uh, which one? Uh, it's coming uh, up. It's coming le up. Left, I think. Left, left. Oh, okay. And I spin the wheel, the van. It's like bouncing you, and shaking. <laughs> you know, while you were getting your orders, I did see something rather strange. Um, I don't entirely know what it meant, but there was a lot of green light and a couple birds and some fire uh, all on the Mall of America for some reason. Um, green light birds? Too fire? Big. Yeah, fire. A lot of fire. Um, Mall of America. It doesn't sound very promising. I don't think it means that the Mall of America is going to burn down, though. That seems a little literal. Well, um, uh, when we get some time, I'll I'll contact HQ and let them know that uh, they got to add another uh, thing to their list of stuffs. Strange phenomenon. Yeah. The the recent budget cuts for the EPA has not been kind. Well, most people don't even believe in the stuff that you and I end up hiding. Yeah, it doesn't help that uh, uh, most people don't care about the environment either. True. Very true. Well, oh, there's the lazy G, I think. Oh, okay. I uh, kind of turn and pull into up in front of the gate of the lazy G. And the proprietor greets you. Hey, uh, there, um, oh boy, you taking that thing in? Most folks, they, they want to have an RV. <laughs> well, I actually got a lot of great living space in the back. Got some hooks for some hammocks. Got a cooker. Very serviceable. Yeah, very nice truck. Um, I'm actually, uh, I think I'm looking for spot 43. Oh, wow. You're with those fancy people? Um, yep. Definitely a fancy person. Well, um, uh, yeah, then the uh, spot 43, well, it, it comes after 42 and before 44. You just keep following this uh, road along and uh, you can't miss it. Now, um, you with the, uh, the folks that reserve this thing? Uh, that would be correct, sir. Great. Then I'm going to need you to sign here. Um, oh, we got the card on file. Um, it went through the second time we ran it. The first time it got declined. Um, don't know what that means, but maybe you folks should know. Is it my card? Um, like the, number, the number, it appears to be um, a card number. You just see the last uh, four digits of it. It is not yours. You think it may be a card that sometimes is used uh, by the director to book things uh, for agency business. Uh, oh, well... Uh... You betcha. Let me just get this form here, and I pull out, like, a pen from 
like a chest uh, breast pocket and quickly sign. Okay, and then uh, you know the proprietor uh, hands you the uh, carbon copy of it back and says, "There you go." Um, he looks a little doubtful as he looks at your van and says, "Enjoy your stay." It's always a joy aboard old frig here, and I kind of pat the dashboard and pull on in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he meant by fancy people? I thought we were meeting the sex, not a. I don't. Um. Know. Well. Sometimes they are fancy? I don't know. They wear a lot of black. <laughs> I guess that makes anyone look fancy. Exactly. 